extracts from the encyclical letter il fermo proposito on catholic social action june eleventh nineteen o five by pope st pius x this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. encouragement of social work here we will only call to mind the many good works undertaken for the welfare of the church of society and of individuals under the general name of catholic action which by the grace of god flourished throughout the world you well know how dear they are to us and how ardently we desire to see them strengthened and encouraged we have also on this question published or caused to be authoritatively published certain documents which you all know it is true that some of these documents by force of circumstances bringing sorrow to us were meant rather to remove obstacles which hindered the progress of catholic action and to condemn certain ill-regulated tendencies which were creeping in to the grave injury of the common cause our heart longed to send to all a word of comfort and fatherly encouragement so that on the ground cleared as far as lay in us from every obstacle good might continue to be built up and largely increased we are therefore very happy to do so now by this letter for the consolation of every one feeling sure that our words will be heard and obeyed with docility by all an immense field of action immense is the field of catholic action it excludes absolutely nothing which in any way directly or indirectly belongs to the divine mission of the church it is plainly necessary to take part individually in a work so important not only for the sanctification of our own souls but also in order to spread and more fully open out the kingdom of god in individuals families and society each one working according to his strength for his neighbor's good by the diffusion of revealed truth the exercise of christian virtues and the spiritual and corporal works of charity and mercy such is the conduct worthy of god to which st paul exhorts us so as to please him in all things bring forth fruits of all good works and increasing in the knowledge of god that you may walk worthily of god in all things pleasing being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of god colossians one ten besides these benefits there are many in the natural order which without being directly the object of the church's mission nevertheless flow from it as one of its natural consequences such is the light of catholic revelation that it vividly illuminates all knowledge so great is the strength of the gospel maxims that the precepts of the natural law find in them a surer basis and more energetic vigor such in fine is the power of the truth and morality taught by jesus christ that even the material well-being of individuals of the family and of human society receive from them support and protection the church and civilization the church while preaching jesus crucified who was a stumbling block and folly to the world has been the first inspirer and promoter of civilization she has spread it wherever her apostles have preached preserving and protecting what was good in ancient pagan civilization rescuing from barbarism and raising to a form of civilized society the new peoples who took refuge in her maternal bosom in giving to the whole of human society little by little no doubt 
but with a sure and ever onward march that characteristic stamp which it still everywhere preserves the civilization of the world is christian civilization the more frankly christian it is so much is it more true more lasting and more productive of precious fruit the more it withdraws from the christian ideal so much the feebler it is to the great detriment of society thus by the intrinsic force of things the church becomes again in fact the guardian and protector of christian civilization this truth was recognized and admitted in former times it even formed the immovable foundation of civil legislation on it rested the relations of church and states the public recognition of the authority of the church in all matters relating in any way to conscience the subordination of all state laws to the divine laws of the gospel the harmony of the two powers civil and ecclesiastical for procuring the temporal well-being of the nations without injury to their eternal welfare obstacles from without it is unnecessary to tell you what prosperity and happiness what peace and concord what respectful submission to authority and what excellent government would be established and maintained in the world if the perfect ideal of christian civilization could be everywhere realized but given the continual warfare of the flesh with the spirit of darkness with light of satan with god we cannot hope for so great a good at least in its full measure hence against the peaceful conquests of the church arose unceasing attacks the more deplorable and fatal as human society tends more to govern itself by principles opposed to the christian ideal and to separate itself wholly from god this is not a reason for losing courage the church knows that the gates of hell will never prevail against her she knows also that she will be oppressed in this world that her apostles are sent like lambs among wolves that her faithful children will ever be hated and despised as her divine founder was covered with hatred and contempt nevertheless the church goes fearlessly on and while extending the kingdom of god in places where it has not yet been preached she strives by every means to repair the losses inflicted on the kingdom already acquired the work of restoration to restore all things in christ has ever been the church's motto and it is specially ours in the perilous times in which we live to restore all things not in any fashion but in christ that are in heaven and on earth and in him adds the apostle to restore in christ not only what directly depends on the divine mission of the church to conduct souls to god but also as we have explained that which flows spontaneously from this divine mission viz christian civilization in each and every one of the elements which compose it to dwell only on this last part of the desired restoration you see well what support is given to the church by those chosen bands of catholics whose aim is to unite all their forces in order to combat anti-christian civilization by every just and lawful means and to repair in every way the grievous disorders which flow from it to reinstate jesus christ in the family the school and society to re-establish the principle that human authority represents that of god to take intimately to heart the interests of the people especially those of the working and agricultural classes not only by the inculcation of religion the only true source of comfort in the sorrows of life but also by striving to dry their tears 
to soothe their sufferings and by wise measures to improve their economic condition to endeavor consequently to make public laws conformable to justice to amend or suppress those which are not so finally with a true catholic spirit to defend and support the rights of god in everything and the no less sacred rights of the church all these works of which catholic laymen are the principal supporters and promoters and whose form varies according to the special needs of each nation and the particular circumstances of each country constitute what is generally known by a distinctive and surely a very noble name catholic action or action of catholics this has always come to the aid of the church and the church has always welcomed and blessed it although it has acted in various ways in accordance with the age new adaptations and here it must at once be observed that it is impossible at the present day to re-establish in the same form all the institutions which may have been useful and were even the most efficient ones in past centuries so numerous are the radical modifications which time has brought to society and public life and so many are the fresh needs which changing circumstances cease not to call forth but the church throughout her long history has always and on every occasion luminously shown that she possesses a wonderful power of adaptation to the varying conditions of civil society without injury to the integrity or immutability of faith or morals and always safeguarding her sacred rights she easily bends and adapts herself in all that is contingent and accidental to the vicissitudes of time and the fresh needs of society godliness says st paul lends itself to everything possessing divine promises as to the goods of this life as well as to those of the future godliness is profitable to all things having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come first timothy four eight and catholic action also while suitably varying its outward forms and methods remains ever the same in the principles which guide it and in the very noble end at which it aims and in order that it may at the same time be really efficient it will be well to point out carefully the conditions it requires if its nature and object are well considered a new apostolate before everything people must be thoroughly convinced that an instrument is useless if it is not suited to the work it has to do catholic action as is proved to demonstration from what has already been said by proposing to restore all things in christ becomes a real apostolate for the honour and glory of christ himself to carry it out rightly we must have divine grace and the apostle receives none if he is not united to christ only when we have formed jesus christ within us shall we more easily be able to give him back to the family and to society all therefore who are called upon to direct or who devote themselves to the promotion of the catholic movement ought to be catholics who are proof against everything firm in faith solidly instructed in religious matters truly submissive to the church and especially to this supreme apostolic chair and to the vicar of jesus christ on earth they ought to be men of real piety of manly virtue and of a life so chaste and stainless that they are an efficacious example to all if the soul is not thus regulated not only will it be difficult to stir others to good but almost impossible to act with a right intention and strength will fail forbearing 
perseveringly the weariness which every apostolate brings with it the calumnies of enemies the coldness and want of help from men good in themselves sometimes the jealousy of friends and fellow-workers excusable doubtless on account of the weakness of human nature but very harmful and a cause of discord offence and quarrels virtue patient and strong and at the same time sweet and tender is alone able to remove or lessen these difficulties in such a way that the work to which catholic energies are devoted may not be compromised the will of god said st peter to the first christians is that by doing good you may shut the mouths of the foolish for so is the will of god that by doing well you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men it is also necessary to define clearly what are the works on which catholic strength should be energetically and perseveringly employed these works must be of such evident importance must bear such relation to the needs of modern society must be so well adapted to moral and material interests especially those of the people and the poorer classes that while arousing in promoters of catholic action the greatest activity for obtaining the important and certain results which are to be looked for they may also be readily understood and gladly welcomed by all just because the grave problems of the social life of the present day demand a prompt and safe solution every one is keenly desirous to know and understand the various ways in which these solutions are practical discussions of one kind or another are becoming more and more numerous and are readily spread abroad by the press it is therefore supremely necessary that catholic activity should seize the opportune moment should advance courageously should bring forward its own solution and urge the recognition of it by means of a strong active intelligent and well-organized propaganda so as to be able to confront directly the propaganda of the enemy christian principles the goodness and justice of christian principles the strict morality which catholics profess their entire disinterestedness in personal matters the rankness and sincerity with which they seek only the true solid and highest good of their neighbor finally their evident aptitude for promoting even better than others the real economic interests of the people all this cannot fail to make an impression on the mind and heart of all who listen to them and to swell their ranks in such a way as to form a solid and compact body capable of vigorously resisting the contrary current and of commanding the respect of hostile parties our predecessor leo the thirteenth of holy memory fully perceived this and pointed out notably in the famous encyclical rerum novarum and in later documents the object to which catholic action should be specially devoted namely the practical solution of the social question according to christian principles and we ourselves following these wise rules have in our mutuo proprio of december eighteenth nineteen o three given to christian popular action which comprises the whole catholic social movement a fundamental constitution to be the practical rule of the common work and the bond of union and charity on this basis therefore and with this very holy and very necessary aim catholic works ought before everything to group and strengthen themselves various and multiform as they are but all equally designed to promote efficaciously the same social good unity but in order that this social action may continue and prosper 
with the necessary cohesion of the different works which compose it it is above all essential that all catholics should preserve an exemplary harmony among themselves and this will never be acquired if there is not in all a unity of design as to the necessity of this there can be no matter of doubt so clear and evident are the teachings of this apostolic chair so bright is the light which the most eminent catholics of all countries have by their writings shed on this subject so praiseworthy is the example as we have often observed of the catholics of other countries who precisely by this harmony and unity of plan have in a short time obtained abundant and very consoling results to secure this end it has been stated elsewhere how remarkably efficient among various undertakings equally worthy of praise is an institution of a general character which under the name of popular union is intended to unite catholics of all social classes but especially of the great masses of the people around a single and common centre of teaching propaganda and social organization it meets in fact a want felt alike in almost every country the simplicity of its constitution arises from the very nature of things which are everywhere equally to be found it cannot be said to suit one nation rather than another but it is suitable to all which have the same needs and dangers its eminently popular character causes it to be readily appreciated and accepted it does not interfere with or obstruct any other institution but rather gives them strength and cohesion because its strictly personal organization urges individuals to join special institutions trains them to practical and really useful work and unites all minds in a common aim and sentiment when once the social centre is established all other institutions of an economic character designed to solve the social problems practically in its various forms find themselves as it were spontaneously grouped together for the common end which unites them and this does not prevent them from taking various forms and different methods of action according to divers needs in each one's special object this line of conduct won the highest praise for the work of catholic congresses and committees thanks to the intelligent activity of the excellent men who directed it and who have been put at the head of its various special branches or still direct them this is why as in virtue of our own wish a like centre or union of works of an economic character has been purposely maintained since the dissolution of the above-mentioned work of congresses it must act in the future under the wise direction of those in charge of it suitable methods further in order that catholic action may be effectual on all points it is not enough that it be adapted to actual social needs only it ought also to be invigorated by all the practical methods furnished in the present day by progress in social and economic studies by experience already gained elsewhere by the condition of civil society and even by the public life of states otherwise there will be a risk of groping for a long time for new and hazardous things while good and safe ones are ready to hand and have been already well tried or again there will be the danger of proposing institutions and methods suitable perhaps in former times but not understood by people of the present day or finally there will be the danger of stopping halfway by not using in the measure in which they are granted those rights of citizenship which modern constitutions offer to all and therefore also to catholics 
we dwell on this last point for it is certain that the present constitution of states offers to all without distinction the power of influencing public opinion and catholics while recognizing the obligations imposed by the law of god and the precepts of the church may with safe conscience enjoy this liberty and prove themselves capable as much as and even more than others of cooperating in the material and civil well-being of the people thus acquiring that authority and respect which may make it even possible for them to defend and promote a higher good namely that of the soul these civil rights are many and various going as far as a direct share in the political life of the country by representing the people in the legislature civic cooperation this makes it incumbent on all catholics to prepare themselves prudently and seriously for political life in case they should be called to it hence it becomes necessary that the same activity already so laudably displayed by catholics in preparing themselves by good electoral organization for administrative life in parish and county councils should be extended to a suitable preparation and organization for political life this was opportunely recommended in the circular issued on december third nineteen o four by the general presidency of economic works in italy at the same time the other principles which rule the conscience of every true catholic must be inculcated and put in practice he should remember above all things to be and to show himself in all circumstances a true catholic undertaking and fulfilling public duties with the firm and constant intention of promoting as much as he can the social and economic welfare of his country especially of the people according to the maxims of a distinctly christian civilization at the same time defending the supreme interests of the church which are those of religion and justice such are the characteristics aims and conditions of catholic action considered in its more important part namely the solution of the social question a question worthy of the best energy and perseverance of all the catholic forces this does not exclude the favoring and promotion of other works of divers kinds and varied organizations all equally aiming at this or that particular good of society and of the people and at the revival of christian civilization under various special aspects local needs these works arise for the most part from the zeal of individuals they are spread throughout separate dioceses and are sometimes united in more extended federations so long as their object is praiseworthy their christian principles firm and the means they use are just so much are they to be praised and encouraged in every way a certain freedom of organization should be allowed them for it is not possible when many persons meet together that all should be modeled on the same pattern or follow one single direction their organization should spring spontaneously from the works themselves otherwise they will be like buildings of fine architecture but without solid foundations and therefore quite unstable it is also necessary to take into account the natural disposition of separate populations different usages and tendencies are found in different places the important thing is to have a good foundation of solid principles maintained with earnestness and constancy and if this be the case the method and form of the various works will only be accidental congresses lastly in order to renew and increase in all catholic undertakings 
the necessary enthusiasm to give to their promoters and members an opportunity of seeing and becoming acquainted with each other to draw ever more closely the bonds of brotherly love to enkindle in one another a more burning zeal for efficient action and to provide for the better establishment and spread of the same works a wonderful help would be found in the meeting from time to time according to the rules already given by the holy see of general or local congresses of italian catholics and they ought to be a solemn manifestation of catholic faith and a common festival of harmony and peace submission to ecclesiastical authority it remains for us to treat of another point of the highest importance namely the relation which all the works of catholic action should bear to ecclesiastical authority if the teaching unfolded in the first part of this letter be well considered it will easily be seen that all those works which are immediately in conjunction with the spiritual and pastoral ministry of the church which have a religious aim intended directly for the good of souls should submit in every smallest particular to the authority of the church and to that of the bishops who are appointed by the holy spirit to rule the church of god in the diocese assigned to them but those other works also which as we have said are designed chiefly to restore and promote in christ true christian civilization which constitute catholic action in the sense explained must by no means be considered independent of the advice and direction of ecclesiastical authority inasmuch especially as they must all be conformed to the principles of christian faith and morality still less is it possible to imagine them in opposition more or less open to the same power it is certain that some works for their very nature ought to move with a befitting and reasonable freedom since they are held responsible for their acts particularly in temporal and economic matters and in those of public administrative or political life all of which are foreign to a purely spiritual ministry but as catholics ever bear aloft the standard of christ for that very reason they bear aloft the standard of the church and so it is proper that they should receive it from the hands of the church and that the church should see that its honor is unstained and that catholics should submit like docile loving children to this maternal vigilance the work of the clergy while however we point out to all the right rule of catholic action we cannot disguise the no small danger to which the clergy of the present day are exposed it is that of attaching an excessive importance to the material interests of the people forgetting the much more serious ones of their sacred ministry the priest raised higher than other men to fulfil the mission he has received from god ought to keep himself equally above all human interests all disputes all classes of society his proper field of action is the church where as ambassador of god he preaches the truth and inculcates along with respect for the rights of god respect also for the rights of every creature acting thus he does not expose himself to opposition he does not appear as a party man supporting one side and going against another nor for the sake of avoiding collision with certain tendencies and of not irritating by argument minds already embittered does he put himself in danger of disguising the truth or of suppressing it which in both cases would be to fail in his duty nor is it necessary to remark that having very often to treat of material things he might find himself involved in responsible liabilities hurtful alike to his person 
and to the dignity of his ministry he ought not therefore to join an association of this kind except after mature consideration with the approval of his bishop and in those cases only where his assistance is safe from all danger and is evidently useful nor does this in any way diminish his zeal the true apostle ought to become all things to all men to save all like our divine redeemer he ought to be moved with compassion seeing the multitudes distressed lying like sheep that have no shepherd matthew four thirty six let then each one strive by the efficacious propaganda of the press by the living exhortation of speech by direct help in the above-mentioned cases to ameliorate within the limits of justice and charity the economic condition of the people supporting and promoting those institutions which conduce to this end and those especially which aim at fortifying the multitude against the invasion of socialism thus to save them at once from economic ruin and from moral and religious destruction and in this way the cooperation of the clergy in the works of catholic action has a deeply religious end it will never become a hindrance but will be a help to their spiritual ministry by enlarging its sphere and multiplying its fruits the need of action you see how anxious we have been to explain and inculcate the manner in which catholic action is to be supported and promoted it is not sufficient to point out what is good it must be put into practice this will be very much helped by your exhortations and by your paternal and immediate encouragement to well-doing beginnings may be very small but provided we really do begin divine grace will soon cause them to grow and prosper and let all our beloved sons who are devoting themselves to catholic action listen again to the words which spring so spontaneously from our heart amid the bitter sorrows which daily surround us we will say with the apostle st paul philippians two one through five if there be any consolation in christ if any comfort comes to us from your charity if any society of spirit if any bowels of commiseration fulfill ye our joy that you be of one mind having the same charity being of one accord agreeing in sentiment with humility and due submission not seeking one's own convenience but the common good and imprinting on your hearts the mind which was in christ jesus our saviour let him be the beginning of all your undertakings all whatsoever you do in word or in work all things do ye in the name of the lord jesus christ colossians two seventeen let him be the end of your every work for of him and by him and in him are all things to him be glory for ever amen romans eleven thirty six end of encyclical letter extracts from il fermo proposito on catholic social action june eleventh nineteen o five by pope st pius x